Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we're hanging out with Susie Carter. Susie started out as a low-paid hairdresser trying to support her two little girls. She decided to do whatever it took to create her own business. And after much blood, sweat, tears, she created not one, but two $10 million companies. Her core genius is the ability to simplify complicated issues by creating simple proven processes and systems that are guaranteed to create dramatic growth. She's helped over 100,000 entrepreneurs. Susie, we're talking about some money stuff today. We're talking about some profit. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. But more importantly, thanks for introducing it as the profitable digital agency. People don't plan for profit. They go, oh, it's going to be left over. Dude, it's never left over. So kudos to you and this tribe in this community, because the only way we can do the work we're supposed to do in the world is create the profit, right? And it doesn't have to be boring. You don't have to stick your head in the sand. Let's talk about money and have an authentic conversation, because we all need it. We want it to leverage what we're doing and what we're up to. So Susie, why are you so passionate about profit and helping people make money? Because <laughs> I sucked at it. <laughs> <laughs> As you heard, low-paid hairdresser, right? I wasn't making any money. I got married really young. My picker was off. I picked a bad one, not a good one. So I found myself single with two little girls. My baby was six months old. The oldest one was 18 months old. Dude, with no child support, no alimony, no help from my family. And I had to figure out, I got to do this money thing. I got to figure it out. So I was making a quarter of a million dollars a hairdresser. The average hairdresser made $30,000. Paul Mitchell found me and said, how are you doing this? Nobody does this. And I'm like, oh, I'll show you. And that's how speaking started. I started consulting with salons and spas all over the world and grew the uh, multi-million training and development company in that beauty industry and then sold it because that's what you're supposed to do to Ritker's Publishing for millions. And so that was my first $10 million company that I built all on the foundation of I had to, right? I think too many entrepreneurs have the back door, meaning they don't have to, right? They've got a, a they got a, a other job or they, maybe they have a significant other or maybe there's some kind of safety net that doesn't make you do that hustle, right? So I want you to figure out what's that thing that's going to get me to hustle, whether that's your family, whether that's your dreams, whether that's the financial reward, whether it's the difference you make in the world, because the more money we make, the more difference we can make. So on, on that note, you mentioned it, it's it's finding that thing. And I think that uh, what I get the impression of is people sometimes have a different thing. Some people are in business for for different reasons. You know, I feel like sometimes you read entrepreneur books and stuff and like everybody has to be in entrepreneurship for, you know, some big purpose. Right. But as you mentioned, like you were trying to support your kiddos. Right. Yeah. My thing was my children, my why. They're still my why. Right. 
I knew I never wanted to go back and be that 21-year-old, 22-year-old that was left, right, and didn't have an ability to take care of herself, right? I felt like the biggest ding-dong on the planet and said, I'll never, I'll never be in that situation again. So I had to become studious to figure out how to market, how to sales, right, how to manage this thing called business. 15% of our financial success, Brent, is based on our vocation, I don't care what vocation you're in, right? You could be a digital marketer. You could be a pastor. You could be a speaker. You could be a writer. You could be a landscape designer. You could be whatever you a doctor, right? We have them all in our community and tribe. And only 15% of why they make money is what they're doing as their J-O-B. The other 85% is sales, marketing, operations, and finance. It's the foundation. So if I can help you with the 85%, you go be good at digital marketing. You go be amazing at that vocation. I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You could probably tell me a thing or two. But what I will tell you is what's the strategy you need to put in place to create predictable success. 88% of small businesses make less than 100 grand a year. That's atrocious. 2.5% hit the million dollar mark. That's horrible. And only 1.7% of small businesses hit the million dollar mark. Okay, there's plenty of room. Come join us. I've built 10 companies, two $10 million companies, several multi-million dollar companies because I have a system. I'm a creative. Most digital marketers are creative, right? We love the creativity of it. And the reality is creative is great, but if you don't have a structure, you are like, you know, squirrel, butterfly, (laughs) sparkle. So I want to get you like the bumper rails, you know, like when you go play, when you go bowl, look, I do it underhand. You go bowl and when you're doing with little kids, they put up the bumper rails. Sometimes you just need the bumper rails to figure out what you're doing. And then once you know and how to get it straight and how to hold your foot and how to hold your body and how to, when to let go of the ball, you can put the bumper rails down, right? A really great strategic coach will help you do that. So I'm kind of curious. You mentioned that uh, you were doing a quarter million bucks running your small business, your hairdressing business. And that was not normal. I think so. That was solo practitioner. I mean, you know, what were some of the things that you were doing early on around sales and marketing? I mean, it sounds like you had a strategy to grow the business. You were, you were doing something different. And I think there's a lot of solo, solo operators that are listening to this show right now that are going, man, I'd maybe like to make a quarter million dollars. Right. And, and I know that I'm sure a lot of the stuff that you were doing in that business is pretty universal. It's really universal, right? It's the same, same, but different. Because when I first started working with entrepreneurs, they're like, Susie, will you coach me? I'm like, "Mm, I don't know anything about digital agencies. You're like, no, but I love you. I want you to coach me. "Mm -mm, No, no, I'm scared, right? Mm -mm." Then I realized I got smart. This is what I did, Brent. I said, I'm going to double my fees. They're not going to pay that. You know what they did, Brent? They paid me. (laughs) So I had to figure it out. When I figured it out, I realized business is business is business, right? There's cost of goods that are different, right? There's profit margins that are different. There's gross profit that's different. But the reality is how do you sell? How do you market? How do you operation? What are those budgets that we should fall inside of? So what I did early on is, listen, I did the H-U-S-T-L-E hustle, hustle, whoopee, because I had the hustle, right? I didn't have time to wait for customers to come to me. I was hungry and I went and found them. And now keep in mind, I'm seasoned. I might be spicy, but I'm seasoned. (laughs) And I had to figure out how do I get in front of people, more people at one time, right? So I started speaking. I would go into corporations and I would do these seminars. Now, mind you, I did not know how to be a speaker. I just knew that I needed to be in front of my target market, which were uh, women who were chemically dependent on me. 
because women who spend money on chemical, meaning color, perms, right, back in the day, right, they, they stayed with you eight times longer than somebody that just got maybe a haircut. So I would go into these corporations not knowing what I was doing, talk about my services, talk about how women who took care of themselves professionally made on average 12% more than women who didn't. So if you come to see me, you'll probably get a raise, right? Because you're going to be more confident. You're going to be more self-assured. I got 10 customers in one day. I was so excited. I'm like, I found something to do here. Now, in the evenings, I would go to bookstores because I didn't have the budget to go to a course. And it was before the Internet. So it wasn't I could find Brent. I couldn't I couldn't find you unless somebody knew you. So I would go to bookstores and books like my book were my Bible. I would go and if I needed business law, I would go read a business law class. If I needed to figure out my business finance, I would read a book on business finance and then I would slowly implement it. Right. I started doing referral programs, the same things I'm teaching today. It's just in a different way that we're delivering that system. So when you look at it, are you willing to have that kind of hustle? So many people and Brent, you see it just as much as I see it. People are hiding behind their computers. Right. I know we're not traveling like we used to, but you still have to be out networking. You still have to be out finding that ideal qualified client. Let me let me say this again, because a lot of you are marketing to fans. Fans don't pay the bills. I want you to market to ideal qualified clients. What's an ideal qualified client? You all know who your avatar is. But in that avatar, can they afford to swipe their card? And can they afford to swipe that card multiple times? Not just one time. I don't want to, you know, someone that comes in, comes in once and then goes away. I want to build lifetime value clients. You want to build lifetime value clients. You want to be the solution that they're looking for. So your ideal qualified client, and for me, I have one more caveat with that. I got to love and adore you and you got to love and adore me. I'm too old to like push people uphill. I'm too old to cajole you. I don't want to do that anymore. If you want coaching, you want sport, you want to build a $10 million company, I'm your girl. If you want to play small, I'm not your girl. There's a lot of other coaches that can help you do that. And what I mean by that is I'm working with mission-driven leaders that I didn't know half the stuff I did. I just said, where do I get the information? Who do I go to to find the information for this? Whether it was a book, whether it was a class, whether it was a seminar, whether it was a a year-long program, anything I needed to do. You know, Benjamin Franklin says, take the coins from your purse, invest them in your mind, and your mind will fill your purse overflowing. Now, I didn't tell you this earlier. I should have apologized in my intro. I do have my PhD, which is my public high school diploma. I'm just saying. (laughs) So I didn't have some business education. I didn't have some hookup. This is all bloody knees, bloody elbows, skin, you know, doing it wrong, paying ridiculous money for things that I shouldn't have, not knowing because I didn't know. Right. And that happens a lot in your guys's world in the digital marketing agency. Like people promise the moon and they don't deliver anything. Right. Been there, done that, got that trophy. And to go, oh, you could be so different just by being your word. You could be so different just by delivering that result. You could be so different if you would quantify those case studies and brag about what you do in a powerful way, not in a conceited way, but a way that shows people the results that you help people create. Lead generation, conversion, click through, all that stuff is a mystery to the average entrepreneur. Like you could be the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the the curtain going, oh, let me help you. (laughs) Then I'll never leave you. (laughs) All right. So there's, there's, and I love everything you're saying, Susie. I I want to go back to a couple of things you you brought up because I think they're, they're interesting early steps for 
a business. And, and I know one of the things you mentioned was that you, you got on stage and that was kind of an early marketing strategy. You also yeah. talked about getting in front of your ideal qualified clients versus fans. And I think yeah. this is a really common pitfall today with social media is, you know, you publish really smart stuff uh, on, on Instagram or on Facebook and, you know, a lot, you get a lot of likes and engagements and we can almost even trick ourselves into thinking like, man, I'm spending all this time on, you know, Facebook and people just love this content, you know, but are your, are your friends or fans, right? Are they actually people that, that buy? And I think you're, you know, whether you knew it was genius at the, at the time or not, but I think going and speaking at corporate events about how people are presenting themselves and they're, you know, essentially you're, you're getting hair clients, right? right. I mean, and, and, men and, and women, right? Men yeah. and women that would pay top dollar that they would swipe that card, right? Because they had income. They were the ideal qualified. It was not genius on my part. It was called hungry. Mm. <laughs> I was hungry. I needed to provide for my family. I didn't have a back door, right? Again, so I didn't have credit. I couldn't, you know, it's like I had to pay rent. I had to pay childcare. I had to pay grocery. I had, I had to buy shoes. That was it. It's like, okay, they're, at the end of the month, you're like, I don't have the money. There's no one to ask. Like, I don't have the money. Okay, Jesus, <laughs> I don't have the money. <laughs> but, but like, you know, I think a lot of people think like in order to go and get on a stage someplace, right, or reach out to people that, you know, there ha it has to be this like, you know, everything just has to line up perfectly. And I mean, I've never heard of somebody that did like hair going out and doing corporate stages, right? But it makes obvious sense, right? Like you can, as long as you understand who your audience is or who your buyer is, I mean, you went and you created a talk that tied that together for them. Like look better, make more money. Look better, right. get more respect. Look better, be more confident. I can help you look better. Exactly. And be more confident by how you look. Right. So it was this full circle. And so there wasn't some big strategy again. And it doesn't have to be hard. I didn't go to the biggest stages. Right. I went to small corporations in my community. I went to Chamber of Commerces. I went to Lions Clubs. I was in six networking groups, six networking groups. You know, you got to get up pretty damn early. That's 6 a.m. But you have mm. to get up to be at those breakfasts when you got little kids. That's a big task to do. But I knew if I was front of the in front of the ideal qualified client, It'll start that ripple effect. And I was yeah. really good. And I'm still really good in business, right? The same thing happens in this business. I'm on three different boards of directors, right? I'm in two mastermind groups that I'm a student in, but they're high players, right? They're the players in the industry. I'm going to sit right next to you. I'm going to build a relationship with you. I'm a smart cookie, right? So I'm really, you got to look at, are you willing to, like Benjamin Franklin said, invest in your mind, Right. So all that stuff is a give. All that stuff is learning. All that stuff is networking, which in their turn, I meet people like Brent. Right. If you look at where is the opportunity around you, I want you to write down there's money all around you. There's money all around you. You have your blinders on. You might have some limiting beliefs around money, but I promise you, your clients are all around you and you're stopping that flow. Now, I wasn't born into this. I was raised with nine brothers and sisters, Bobby, Ronnie, Stevie, Terry, Joni, Shelly, Susie, Kelly, Debbie. My dad was in the military and he ran his house like a boot camp, right? So there wasn't money. Nobody taught us this. My dad said, go get a job, go get married. That's what you're supposed to do. So I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> at 12, always figuring out how did I want, I wanted a new bike. I went and figured out how to pay for a new bike. I wanted a moped. I figured out how to buy a moped. I wanted a car. I figured out how to pay a car, right? And so the lessons, I didn't like it as a kid, but the lessons is, are, is I know that I can do it. 
Now that tenacity, that confidence is just ignorance on fire when I started. And now it's become a muscle that I've built because I've surrounded myself with people like Brent, people like JJ Virgin, people like John Astroff, people like Lisa Nichols. They, they, they're my clients, right? So they're hiring me to help them in their business, not JJ. JJ's in a networking group with me. But when I look at the kind of people you start hanging out with end up being your client because you provide a solution. You provide the answer that they're looking for. So I always come with service first. How can I serve you? What's your biggest challenge today? Quit talking by the coffee about stupid weather or COVID or whatever else. Go, no, what's your biggest business challenge today? What are you looking at? What are you looking to grow? Who do you need, who do you need help from? Because listen, what I do know, if I'm, not, if I'm not the answer, I know Brent is, right? And if Brent's not the answer, he has a whole pool of people that he can ask. So it's so powerful when you look at your client base and go, how do I holistically help them? Because I've had clients for 22 years. 22 years, and I am not cheap. I just want to say that. But they keep investing because we keep making more money. I'm just saying, that's your goal is how do you get that client that stays with you that long, right? I've tried to fire them, Brent, and they won't go. I've raised the <laughs> prices and they won't go. I'm like, okay, I'm over you. It's been 20 years already. <laughs> hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. And I think that, you know, you mentioned, you know, hanging out with people that you want as clients. And I think that a lot of people get stuck hanging out with people that they are comfortable with that they, you know, maybe it's people that are like them more, more like them and who they are today. Right. Like yeah. uh, maybe people that go to, you know, in our community, in our, in our, in, I should say in our industry, a lot of people are really into the technology, whether it's the marketing technology or tactics, right. Or whether it's the website tactics or, or systems, right. And they hang out in industry groups, right? Maybe groups for WordPress developers or groups for, you know, they, they like to go to WordPress meetups. They like to go to right. other, like, you know, industry meetups. But those people oftentimes aren't the ones that are going to pay the bills, right? Uh, and they'll oftentimes they can't pay the bills, right? They're not huge, you know, they're not big businesses. There are a lot of freelancers, a lot of people that have 50, 100, 200K businesses themselves. How do you personally think about that quite that that challenge of how do you find those ideal customers with the credit cards? They're not like me, but they're people that I can serve. So, you know, any any tips for people in terms of how you go uh, find yes, those groups yes, if yes, you're not yes, already yes. a part of them? Yes. So first is you want to look at where do your your ideal qualified client hang out? What's the niche that you're in? Every niche has an association. And so when I look at that, you want to go to if you just Google associations for, let's say your niche is realtors, let's say your niche is, you know, speakers, right? Let's say content providers, 
right? So if you look, there's an association for that. There's other companies that serve that market. How can you partner with somebody like myself? I don't do digital marketing. And I got to tell you, a really good digital marketing agency is hard to find. I know you don't think it is because you know all the best. But as a lay consumer, I have spent so much money wrong. And I got caught up in the sprinkle fairy dust. I got caught up in the wow. I got caught up in, in what they said they would do for me. And they didn't do it. And so you spend $60,000 and you're like, uh, I didn't even ROI on this. Right. And I, I'm pretty smart. I just want to say that I'm pretty smart. And I've gotten, you know, hoodwinked a couple times because <laughs> the person's personal. They can sell. Right. They can sell. So you want to find those associations or those people that speak to those associations. You go, how can we JV? How can we partner? Uh, we always look in our company and I learned this from Jay Facet. You want to look at your upstream and your downstream. Your upstream is where are the people before they need you. And then where do they go after they use you? So when I'm looking for partners, Brent, I'm looking for, okay, people who are ready to build a seven, eight figure business. So they've already done coaches, they're coaches that have got them to that far. And then I look at, okay, how can I network with them? The downstream is once they're done with me or in with me, like you would, if you own a digital agency, you would be a good uh, downstream partner for me to go, oh, okay, all my clients need exactly what you want. Are you a trusted advisor? Are you going to do what you say? Are you my brand? Are you, you know, walking the talk, right? Do you have integrity? Will you de deliver what you promise? And then I would create a relationship with you so that I don't have to have a lot of those people. I just have to have the right people. The same with customers. I don't need a lot of customers. I just need to have the right customers. I'll give you an example. So we do online events. Everybody's world pivoted from live events to online events. I can have a hundred people, Brent, and close a million dollars, where my colleagues are speaking to thousands of people to close a million dollars. Well, do you know how many Zoom streams I gotta I gotta slide through to really connect with a thousand people or five thousand people? So I want to spend more money in my digital marketing, you know, to get the right people in my business, to get the right people on my summits, to get the right people at my events, because I know my skill. I can close them. So I want you to look at, you don't need a lot. You just need the right people. You mentioned four major kind of areas of a business that you spend time and effort on. We've talked a little bit about marketing. I'd love to talk a little bit about sales too before yes. we, we end today. I mean, what are some of the things that create profit in sales for you? Okay, first, I'm, I bet 95% of you have done this one thing wrong. That's a good hook point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like listening. Yes. Yes, Susie. What have I done wrong? Listen close. You have priced your services wrong. And you know why, Brent? Because we've all pulled it out of our genius zone. We went, how much should I charge? Uh, Brent charges this. Bill charges this. Melanie charges this. And then you go to your genius zone and go. I'm charging this <laughs> for, for, for those people that are not uh, watching Susie right now. She, she might have just uh, pulled that from her rear, her rear end. Uh, <laughs> pull it from my hiney. You all have pulled your pricing <laughs> from your hiney. That has nothing to do with the value of what you do. It does not matter what I charge. does not matter what Brent charges, Melanie or whoever all those other people are. What matters is your overhead and your profitability. So that's one little nugget. The second nugget is if you do not have a script, a predictable way of how you close clients, you are missing the boat. On page 199 in my book, Power Your Profits, 199, this is my script that I close $100,000 clients with. 
So I give you my script and every single sales call that I'm on, Brent, and I still do sales calls every week. It's in my calendar. I'm still connecting with customers because I'm the best salesperson. I have a sales team, but I'm the best salesperson. I pull that script up. Why? Because I'm Chatty Kathy. Why? Because I'm an expert. Why? Because I want to fix your problems. And if I did not pull that script up, I can go on a roller coaster. And I don't have time to go on a roller coaster. I want to find the need and fill the need. So stair step questions give you a systematic way to get the customer to the yes. The more systematic you can become, the higher your conversions will be, the less people you need to meet with, and you can get through it in 15 minutes. No more hour-long discovery calls. No more wasting time on the wrong people. I can find out immediately if you're the right client for me. And if you're not the right client, one, my upstream or downstream, I might refer you to somebody else if you're not the right client for me because I don't want to leave you hanging. So sales and then managing, what's your close ratio? I know it's a lot of work, but you need to know, are you closing out of 10 leads? Are you closing one? Or do you need 20 leads to close one? That's looking at our qualified leads to go, oh, well, I suck at closing, so I need 50 leads to every one person I close. And then once you build the muscle, that number can go down and you'll have less and less leads. Most people aren't willing to do the work. You don't want to dial for dollars. You want it to magically happen. You want us to sign up over the internet and your product and services digital market is expensive. You're not cheap. And so the higher the price point of your product, the more systemic you need to be right inside of that process of making that recommendation and closing somebody. Let me just say, boom. Boom. Um. So boom, we're doing booms today. Um, so I, so I like that you start with pricing and that it's more about, if I could say it this way, right? You're, you're kind of pricing from the inside out. You're looking at what your business actually needs, what you need or what you want to, to get paid for what you're doing in order to operate the business, pay team members and contractors and, and whoever, right? And have a profit afterwards. Yeah, and so, I think a lot of people price a little bit backwards, right? They price and then they go, how do I fit everything in here? Exactly. On 257, Empower Your Profits, I give you the formula. So no more guessing. Look, we, Brent and I come giving gifts. We're giving you the gift, right? On 257, like quit trying to figure it out. And quit pulling it out of your genius zone. There's really not genius there. There's other things there, right? So <laughs> I want you to... Do it based on the value that you need to charge, but more importantly, the results you create. Why do I charge $120,000 a year to coach with me plus a percentage of revenue? Because I make you money. I know I make money. I got case study after case study after case study. You want to build a $10 million company? I got case study after case study. Like I'm selling my results, my time. You can't pay somebody's time that that's bananas, right? But what's not bananas, if I make you, if I make you 10 million, do you care if you pay me a million? If I wasn't going to make the 10 million otherwise, then yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. If you have no way to get there, right? If I double, triple, quadruple your revenue because of what I know and the systems, you're paying for my intellectual property, not my time, right? There's only, you know, 1,086 hours or 2,086 hours in a year, right? So I want you to look at the only thing we can spend is our time, right? So I need you to price it to value what you're up to and what you're doing. Something you mentioned on sales, which I think is 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 worth highlighting, is that you, you mentioned this script and the reason that you use a script, even though you 
it's your script. You know the script. And I and I 100% agree with the statement is that it can be – it's so easy to try to get in there and fix problems and think that we're actually helping the person by trying to, you know, triage something or, you know, kind of tell them RIP or give them the quick fix solution. But I think we all know how that story ends, right? It's like, you know, it's like watching like a, a, a video on working out like, oh, yep, there it goes. Like I'm in shape now, right? I just watched a video. Like I'm good, right? I had a 15 minute meeting with a personal trainer. Like I'm set, right? Yeah. And I think that it's a really easy pitfall to, 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 to drop in where you start to fix problems or you allow yourself to be too, too much rapport. And then you don't stay on point. You don't meet the objective of the call. You don't actually present your offer. Right. That's our whole not good enough story. We all have it, right? I'm not good enough. Are they going to value me? So we're trying to prove our value. Well, Mm. a lot of times you talk yourself right out of that cell, right? You want to leave them hanging in pain. If they're not in pain on the call, they're not going to need you. So they have to see the pain that if they don't get this fixed, helped, solution provided, then what happens? More the same. Then what happens? Worse. Then what happens? I might lose my business. Right. You got to get them from, you know, the wow to the valley to go. And the solution is, oh, Susie Carter. Oh, <laughs> <it's me." laughs> or Brent. Oh, it's Brent. Oh. <laughs> All right. I want I want you to give us a couple of quick hit uh tips on the other two areas. Ops operations was one of the areas that you help people find profits. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll talk about your book later, but, uh, what's, what's a quick tip or something that people can think about differently when it comes to, uh, the profit side of their business and operations. Don't spend dollar time on penny jobs. Let me say that again. Don't spend dollar time on penny jobs. You are stepping over dollars, picking up pennies because you're trying to do it all, be it all. You think you're saving money because you don't have an operations manager. And the reality is you're losing hundreds of thousands of dollars doing minutiae. Your busyness is keeping you from your business. So I need you to look at what is the highest income producing activity only you can do. And that's what we spend your time doing. Everything else we delegate to an operations manager. Operations is always the first person, Brent, that I hire in a business because they're the get it done people. They're the systematic people. They're the people building our Trello boards or Asana boards or teamwork or base base camp, whatever you use, right? They're the people keeping us organized. They're the people making sure the money comes in. They're the people making sure your team gets paid. Whether you're a team of one, right, or a team of none, it's just you, but I promise you, you're not good at it unless that's your sweet spot. Right. I had to learn it all to really figure out operations is the foundation, like building a house. It's built on cement. That's operations. Most of our businesses are built on sinking sand, meaning you're it's a widget and gidget. You're bubblegum, shoestring, bandaid, duct tape. Right. You're trying to build it as you go. And that's dysfunctional. It will. It, it's a house of cards. You will never create a sustainable model that you can sell. The goal of a business, Brent, is to build a business to sell it. To build a business to sell it, not keep buying it. Now, you could keep paying yourself. You could create an exit strategy. You could create a nice retirement. But the goal is build it from day one as if you want to sell it. And then you have the opportunity to sell. The only way I sold my business for millions is because I started early documenting everything, systematizing everything, putting it in a project management. So if I got hit by a bus, if I got taken out, if I couldn't work, could my team do my job? And if you honestly answer that question, 95% of you say, I couldn't, my business would fail. 
So I want you to look in, what are the things that I have to look at removing myself as the business owner, as the technician in my business to truly have a business? If you can't say that, if you can't go on vacation without freaking out, if you can't leave the business for any length of time, six weeks, six months, and you're scared, then you own a J-O-B. I'm just sorry. I'm the bearer of bad news, but we can help you. <laughs> All right. One more quick tip for our folks. This has been okay. an amazingly packed episode. Finance. Where do we find profits on the finance oh, side of the business? I love this question because here's what we think. We think profits come from one place. No, no, no. Profits come from everywhere. I need you to be, I need you to cut the fat, not the meat. The fat is all those apps you have that you don't use. The fat is that service you signed up for, that training you signed up for, and you didn't participate in. Delete it. Ask for a refund. If they don't, whatever. Quit signing up for stuff, trying to get more information. Do what you need to do. Put a really strong budget together that, A, includes your salary. So if I were to hire you, how much would I pay you? Most of you aren't paying yourself a proper paycheck, right? So I need you to put you in that expense budget as well. Then I want you to add 25% to the profit. I need you to be making profit. Profit in your business is one of those indicators that has you be a successful business. So profit comes from every line item. Now I want you to look at, if you look at your P&L, most people don't look at their P&Ls because they're scared of them. I know, I was scared too. Right? I, didn't want, I felt like a ding dong. That's why I'm so passionate about it now. Because I'm like, I've got to understand this. Because first, there's always two P&Ls. There's an accrual and there's a cash. Why do we got two? Right? So I had to like wrap my mind around it. And I'm just sharing this because if I can do it, you can do it. Right? If I can do it, you can do it. I don't, I'm not a CPA. I'm not an accountant. I'm a rogue business owner that knew that she had to take care of two little babies. And you do it by focusing on the little things that make the big difference. It's not going to come from one place. Quit going out to dinner. Quit buying those shoes. Quit buying those hats. Quit buying that music. Quit spending all your money frivolously on the things you do. I don't know what you do, but we all have our chocolate. Mine are shoes. <laughs> Susie, I, I look at my PL and I'm gonna I'm gonna still buy hats. I'm gonna buy hats because I look at my PL and I can I can afford the hats. Yes. Susie, this has been a fantastic episode. I've got a lot of gold nuggets. I think more importantly, I just feel excited about helping people have more profitable businesses. And also realizing that they have a lot more control over whether they make money in their business or not. And, you know, hopefully people aren't put in a position where they are, you know, kind of put up against the wall to have to make, you know, all this money for, for, to make uh, ends meet for, for kiddos and stuff. But uh, you know, whatever your motivation is, hopefully you all took some notes from Susie and some, uh, some insights and some advice here. Uh, you're an amazing mentor and you've got a lot to offer the entrepreneurship community. And I appreciate you being here today. Are you ready for our lightning round? Yeah. But what I want to say to that, cause I have to say, so, you know, I'm a speaker. I got to say, sure. something. I got to say something that it doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be systemic. It's not sprinkle fairy dust. It just has to be systemic. It's just like when you guys build campaigns, it's, you know, the system. So it's easy for you, right? For people that don't understand that it's not easy. Money is the same way. Right. So I want to give the same thing you work in your genius on that 15 percent. We can do it in every area of your business. It's like this, this combination lock. Remember these from the gym or maybe high school? Sure. I might be aging myself. Right. Remember one little tick off this sucker wasn't open. It was so frustrating, especially when you're in a hurry. This is business. One little tick off in your sales. It's not going to open one little tick off in your finance. It's not going to open. 
right? So I don't want you to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just look at, Susie, where do I need to fix the combination? Because you look at marketing and digital marketing. If you use this one example for your clients, you will be a rainmaker for them. Because they, if, it, if that funnel doesn't work, they're like, I'm out of here. No, 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 hold on, don't go out. It's just one little tick. We just have to keep refining it. And so when I learned that as an entrepreneur, I'm like, oh, let me go back to the drawing board. Let me look. Let me look at the combination. I know there's a combination that works. You might be going in the wrong direction, right? Let's make sure we're going in the right direction. So now I'm ready for the lightning round. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, show me who your friends are. I'll show you who you are. I used to get in trouble a lot as a kid. <laughs> And I used to hang out with little rebel rousers, like people who didn't have a good reputation. They were fun. And my dad would say to me, he goes, you have to be careful. Choose the people in your circle wisely. People will judge you for the people that you're in association with. And I really took that to heart. I'm like, okay, all right. So I surround myself with people that scare the bejesus out of me. Like I have my safe zone, right? I have my ride or die girlfriends that have been with me for 20, 25 years. But those people that stretch me, those people that call me to be something greater than my identity, that's what you want to create. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Uh, I would say my persistence and ignorance on fire, right? I just don't give up until I get it. Like it's, I don't know where I think I can do half the stuff. I just keep trying. I'm like, if Brent can do it, I can do it. Right. I find someone that I can emulate and go, he's smart, but I'm smart. I can do this, too. So that persistence. Look, wait, when I got married, Grant, this is hilarious. When I got married, this is how persistent I am and how ignorant on fire I am. <laughs> when I got married, my grandma pulled my husband aside. Now he's my husband now because he was my husband. and he's <laughs> She said, I don't know why you're marrying her. She don't listen. <laughs> Your grandma can't say that at your wedding, but that's kind of my ignorance on fire. Like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Susie, can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners would find valuable? Oh, I have so many. But what I really, really, really love, because I'm a systems girl, is I love Trello. My whole business is on Trello. So I geek out with my customers on it. Anything I need, especially now working in a virtual world and we're all virtual, just having it beautiful and systemic so that I can have it at my fingertips and my team can have everything they need at their fingertips. That's one of my favorites. And QuickBooks. You need QuickBooks. I just want to say QuickBooks. <laughs> what book would you recommend besides your own and why? Mm. Um, I'm reading several of them right now. Uh, one of the books that was, which is going to be off the wall for people, right? Because it's not your normal recommendation. is called The Course of Miracles. I am naturally, my discernment is I'm a pessimist. And so I really had to start embracing the miracles that were around me in my life and to be able to receive the miracles. Most of us, why we can't charge what we're worth is we have a hard time receiving. We don't feel worthy of the financial resources. We want it. But for somebody to pay 10000 50000 100000 that little voice inside your head says they're going to find out. They don't know. You're a fraud. And that book helped me see the, the miracles I bring to everybody's life and the miracles that show up every single day around me. Awesome. Well, we will link out to The Course of Miracles on our show notes page. You can find that at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you're going to see Susie, Susie's photo right there at the top. Just click on Susie 
And you're going to find lots of cool nuggets, takeaways, quotables, like show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. If that doesn't shake you up a little bit and make you go, hmm, who are my friends? And uh, is that is that really who I am, right? Right. But we've got all that for you on your on our show notes, yougurus.com slash podcast. Susie, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Can I give a gift? You can give a gift. Okay. So listen, your profit coach comes bearing gifts. Where else can you get that kind of RRI free? <laughs> so I want to give you a copy of my book. So I'm going to give uh, Brent the link to it. It's a copy of the ebook. And in it, there's also a course that goes with it so that you can really build a seven-figure business. This book is all about building a seven-figure roadmap. All the things I did wrong. <laughs> I tell you all my bloody stories, right? Because this this has been a journey. It's not easy. You know, we're laughing and we're having fun because I believe business should be fun. But the reality is it's lonely being an entrepreneur. And so our goal is we want to support you in building the business of your dreams, right? Building a legacy for your family, building something you can be proud on for proud of for generations to come. I want you to know that I'm your sister in the journey. You can find me on social media by my name, Susie Carter, C-A-R-D as in dinero and dollar E-R dot com. Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, all those just by my name. We've got lots of things called Susie Snacks where there are bite-sized information uh, for your cocktail for success just to help you. There's no, you don't have to pay for that, but just a way to get to know us, you know, and support you. Don't, don't struggle on your own, right? Join a tribe, join a community like you have here, right? Being an entrepreneur can be lonely. We call it lonelypreneur. We want to be your brother and your sister in the journey. I'm Susie Carter and I'm your profit coach. Susie. Yes. I love it. I love Susie <laughs> snacks. Susie just hooked me up with a link folks. Uh, I will share that on our show notes. Uh, make sure that you all have that. So if you're on our email list, you'll see that in the email to check out Susie's, uh, her book, a copy of her ebook, which is super generous. Cause I thought you were going to like pitch the book and we're all going to buy the book. And now you're just giving the book away. So that's huge. Um, yeah. so yeah, check that out. Yougurus.com slash podcast. If you're out there on the road or driving or running or biking, yougurus.com slash podcast, get a copy of Susie's book. Uh, we'll also kindly organize all of your social media profiles because you just have an amazing personality. You show up so awesome and people should follow you on social as well. Cause I think you're obviously modeling how you think people should also show up, which is, which yeah. is great. Um, and, and everybody can find your your Susie snacks and get some other bite-sized entrepreneurial wisdom. So love yes. that as well. Susie, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Brent, for who you are in the industry, right? We need more leaders. We need more people, you know, ruffling us up, causing a breakthrough, making us a little uncomfortable so that we can live the greatness that we are. You are a badass, my friend, and I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate that, Susie. Thanks again for being here. Always welcome back. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale the multiple six and seven figures, all you gotta do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.